Those are thoughts on the playoffs in part one of the show. Here's part two. We're going to talk about some teams that did not make the playoffs and some coaches that did not make the cut for 2022. So uh, Black Monday and the days that followed brought us uh, six head coach firings. Going to talk about them really quickly. Uh, it started early, uh, actually on Sunday, when Vic Fangio of the Broncos was released. Uh, your thoughts on that? You know, I tend to really like Vic Fangio, actually, but it seemed like the problem there was they could just never find a quarterback. And I think that really doomed them. If they had found one this season, I think he probably would have stayed for at least next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I like him as well. I think he'll get another shot either as a coordinator, maybe as a, well, probably as a head coach, but completely agree with you. His problem was not having a quarterback. And, uh, I mean, no disrespect to any of the Broncos players, but none of the uh, players that they put out at quarterback were, like, franchise-type players. So, yeah. So, yeah. So that is my take on him. So, yeah. Absolutely. The next one was coming out of Minneapolis. Mike Zimmer was um, let go by the Vikings after eight seasons and a 2-3 and three record in the playoffs. Yeah, Minneapolis, a place I hope to visit someday. But, uh... <laughs> I, I just want to look at his playoff record really quick because there were some incredible games in there. Uh, there was the Blair Walsh game where he missed a 27-yard field goal. Uh, there was the Minneapolis Miracle, which they won. There was the game after that where they lost by 30-something to Philadelphia. <laughs> there was the uh, controversial finish at the Saints, which they won. And then there was the uh, loss to San Francisco right after that. So he has a very... Uh, very impressive resume in terms of playoff games. But uh, I, I do agree with this decision as well. It was time to move on. Uh, it uh, Again, it might come down to the quarterback and stuff. When he decided to you know, go in with Kirk Cousins, who's been good but not great, That's uh, that was just sort of the whole story of Mike Zimmer's uh, tenure as head coach, good but not great. Good point. I think you summed up pretty well. I think he's a really pretty good coach, but it didn't seem like he was going to lead the Vikings to a Super Bowl. Um, good enough to make lead into the playoffs a few times, but um, lately just a pretty average team overall. And so he'd been there long enough, eight seasons, those it was time to let him go and, and uh kind of reset and go down a different path as a franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is another NFC North coach. It's Matt Nagy from the Bears, coached for four seasons, and he is uh, out of employment. Yeah, it's interesting. He actually finished his time with the Bears with a winning record, despite um, you know maybe, maybe everything that's gone on lately. He was really brought in to, to mentor – Mitch Trubisky, which was two quarterbacks ago now. <laughs> and, um, you know, he's given a, a working quarterback this year in Justin Fields. But after that first season with the Bears, or was that first or second season? I yeah, think it was right. the first season. Yeah, I think it was right the first time. The, with uh, When they lost on, at the end of a double-doink field goal against the Eagles, it they really just never got back to that same level. Mm-hmm. 
and it's just been continuing to go downhill and it was time for him to for him to go I mean I don't, I don't know if I'm going to say this I might say this for every single guy but I think he's actually a pretty good coach it just it seemed like the situation with the franchise kept going downhill over time um, it's hard to recover from such a devastated loss after double doink Mm-hmm. But I think you. I think you'll get a coordinator opportunity somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Um, yeah, ever since that kick, it was just three years of mediocrity to less than mediocrity from the Bears, and I can understand that it's time to move on. Um, but yeah, I really didn't follow the Bears all that closely. I don't know how much of their failure <clears throat> of their failures were like directly tied to Matt Nagy, but uh, the whole city of Chicago, minus maybe one person I'm FaceTiming with, seems to think so, that uh, that it was due to him. So, again, yeah, probably time to move on. Four seasons, uh, not a lot of, you know, no playoff success, actually. Uh, yeah. yeah, time to move along. Mm-hmm. Moving, moving on to a warmer climate. Brian Flores, wow, got released by the Dolphins after three seasons. What are your thoughts? This was a very puzzling. I, I will put it that way. Uh, three seasons, uh, twenty-four and twenty-five record. But uh, consider when he came in, like the first uh, the first two games of his tenure, he lost both games by forty points. The team was just that bad. <laughs> then he. Uh, like he he turns the team around, gets them to like five and eleven to close the season, which is really good considering they lose their or they lost their first five games. Uh, let's see. Then last season, I think they went ten and six and just missed out on the playoffs. This season, they uh, they went uh, like one and seven to start the year, then ended it nine and eight. And you decide to move on from that guy. He is the best person to ever come out of the Bill Belichick coaching tree, I think. The best coach. And, yep, by far. And he's had success against Belichick, too. Like, he's 4-2 and two against New England. And the wow. Dolphins play him two times a year. I personally think he's great, and I think he's going to have his pick of whatever head coaching job he wants uh, going into next year. Absolutely. You bring up all great points that I completely agree with. I was just as puzzled as you are you are by this. And there's really I guess only one one thing that could come to my mind. I believe I heard it on the Pat McAfee show. Maybe it's maybe it's the organization like being petty and punishing Flores for maybe fighting to get Tua instead of Justin Herbert. Because hmm. Tua was drafted before Herbert was. And maybe maybe Flores just really fought for Tua. Um, but other than that, I mean, I've, I've seen no reason that his on-field, like the on-the-field stuff and even off-the-field stuff would would point to him being let go. But it's an absolute steal for any, any team that needs a coach right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, one of those teams that needs a coach is the New York Giants, who, frankly, I'm not sure even Brian Flores could fix. It's uh, it's Joe Judge who got the boot after two seasons at the helm. Uh, your thoughts on his tenure? It was a disaster. I'll just I'll just say that. And 
you know, my I kind of have a soft place in my heart for the Giants because my grandpa was a really big fan, and it's like whenever whenever I see them, it's like a thing of my grandpa. But a very proud franchise has quickly become a laughing stock, <laughs> and it's really it's really sad to see. And I don't think it's all Joe Judge's fault. I think a lot of it's with the GM. I think his name's Gettleman as well, who was also fired. <laughs> yeah, um, but I just I I just can't really tell what what went wrong. I want to say it's drafted Daniel Jones. It, it was just like a, a whole bunch of errors that. I don't know we're super obvious, but I remember just lately it was third and nine on the <laughs> goal line. And you did a QB sneak and I just feel like you're not trying to win the game if you're doing a QB sneak and third and nine from your own like ten. And I I just don't see how you can be an NFL head coach any or NFL coach at all if you're willing to do that man yeah he um let's see i remember this coach came in right when we were starting our podcast or we talked a bit about him how we uh, <laughs> how we liked him and actually i think we're gonna take a time out here because the raiders Bengals game is actually really close with under 30 seconds to go so we'll take a time out and we'll be right back and we're back uh let's see that was pretty exciting probably worth switching for um anyway we're, we're talking joe judge uh again I, I think it's time for to move on uh, really there's only been like a couple of these uh firings that i vehemently disagree with and this yep. was not one of them uh it was only two seasons but really they had no positive momentum going uh nope. yeah and uh well, they did beat the Panthers. That, that's a if that's not an impressive <laughs> win, I don't know what is. <laughs> oh man! So if the last coach that got fired, or so far as of this recording, the last head coach that's gotten fired is David Culley from the Houston Texans. Ryan, what's your take on this? This is another one of the uh, the decisions that I don't really get. Um, he only had one season to work with a team that, honestly, four wins is probably the best that they could hope for with their situation, yeah. with their uh, face of the franchise out for a couple of reasons. Um, with, uh, let's see, them losing their defensive face of the franchise and free agency the year before. I think he did a pretty good job, and especially near the end of the season, I think in their final couple of games... I don't know if they necessarily won all the games, but uh, like they looked good in it. Um, Davis Mills looked like one of the better quarterbacks to come out of the year's draft, which is very strange yeah. considering he was a third-round pick. Um, I let's see. I I feel like David Culley should have gotten at least one more year to try and build. Um, it's really hard to judge, to judge someone after one season of work, and I think that. Given what he had, he did the best that he could. Yeah, I completely agree. Four wins is fantastic for the situation David Culley was brought into. And I would say, depending on what they do next, 
this may or may not be a good move. Mm-hmm. So, you know, coaches like Brian Flores had already been fired before David Culley was fired. And and so it depend if they get an upgrade, then I would agree with this firing. But if they don't, then it's just I think it's just another example of like what are the Houston Texans doing? You know? But I do hope David Culley gets another opportunity to be an NFL head coach because what he did with what he had is absolutely remarkable and he definitely deserves another shot. I agree. And uh, so that's the list of all the coaches that have been fired. But uh, let's go back to the game that we just watched the end of. It was the uh, Raiders who fell to the Bengals. Um Rich Bisaccia, he's been the interim head coach for the Raiders ever since John Gruden got fired in week four or five. Do you think he gets retained, Bisaccia? I think he does. I mean, he led the Raiders to the playoffs despite all the challenges they faced um, throughout the season. Um, I, If I were the owner, I would retain him. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um like I think he did a really good job, of course, considering the situation. Uh, of course, considering that losing your head coach was far from the worst thing to happen to the Raiders this season. The fact that uh, yep. overcame a bunch to win their last four games, get into the playoffs, and uh, come maybe two yards away from tying the game versus Cincinnati. Uh, I say that's a coach that you keep. Well, let's transition from professional football to the college game and hope did not leave Georgia this time. Shout out to SEC shorts on an incredible season. Um, I see, I, I don't remember them ever creating a bad video or even just a mediocre video. <laughs> yeah. They've all been fantastic and I've laughed every single one. So thank you for that. But what were your thoughts on the national championship game? Uh, second, your opinion on SEC shorts. Uh, incredible maybe the best season on record. And uh, yep. I'm still holding out hope that we get a, uh, oh, wow, pun, pun unintended, <laughs> yeah, but uh, that we get a uh, report cards episode to close out the season. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, great year from them. Uh, the championship game, it was good. Like, it started out as a kicker's paradise. There were, uh, let's see, I think the score going into halftime was 9-6 all on field goals. And uh, fittingly, when the game turned around, it was a uh, blocked field goal, I think, for uh, I think Georgia got the block. Is that am I remembering that? Sounds right? right. Well, whenever that happened, there was like a lot of offense and a lot of scoring after that. Um, but uh, absolutely props to Georgia for getting the win, seeing their uh, SEC championship perform championship performance saying okay we weren't happy with that we did not play up to our potential and then just doing a great job defensively against Alabama um it's fitting that the game was sealed by a uh, defensive score that that's very fitting for Georgia and uh and also just about both the teams like I found it hard to root against either of them which is weird considering like how good Alabama is most of the time when they're that good like you don't like a team because of that but uh, 
let's see. This didn't happen during the game, and I'm kind of going on for a while here, but it was uh, Nick Saban's post-game comments just complimenting his players that were up there with him, saying that they couldn't have made it that far without them. I don't know. Everyone on the field just seemed really likable. So that is my long national championship rant. (laughs) No, but you brought up excellent points. You know, it's, it was it started as a kicker duel. We didn't know we needed, but we loved. No, I'm <laughs> no I, I loved it. I, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's just me because I'm biased. But I can't. I mean, going into the game, I wanted Bama to win just because I I don't really like Georgia. But I will say, it is kind of cool to see Georgia finally win a national championship. Just knowing how loyal and hardcore and passionate their fan base is and to do it with Stetson Bennett I mean what a great story starting at quarterback um yeah I think if this was this was the best opportunity Georgia ever had to, to win it all and exactly like you mentioned basically sealing the game on defensive play was I mean his perfect defense was basically what carried them most of the year mm-hmm but yeah, I mean, you mentioned their fan base. It's uh, like like you said, very loyal, and uh, it's forty years in the making. So huge congrats to them. As a South Carolina fan, I'm not supposed to like Georgia, and I mean, I don't, I don't like Georgia, but I'm uh, I'm happy that they won. I'm very happy for them. All right, so that's our thoughts on the uh, national championship. Hopefully, our respective schools will be back in the. Uh, national championship in just a couple of years we'll, we'll see if that happens but uh it's 2022 we are 15 days in and this is our first episode uh so we thought it was a good time to look back on predictions for the 2021 sports year and then make a couple of new ones uh we made we made a bunch all of them were wrong minus one incredible prediction that turned out really well uh let's see what um do you want to talk about that one really quick? Yeah. Yeah, so most of them were pretty bad. Um I had Washington in the college football playoff. <laughs> and then I had Seattle and Orlando for MLS. Neither team made it. Um and then I totally forget what happened in like the Champions League. Yeah, me too. Or honestly, even the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who had that? I, I don't remember. I don't even remember. That's bad. I know it wasn't the Orioles. Oh, the Braves. Braves won. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, duh. But neither yeah, of us I, picked yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for craziest storyline, I actually put Urban Meyer becomes Jaguars coach, <laughs> brings Tim Tebow back to fill in for injured Trevor Lawrence. Thankfully, it wasn't for an injured Trevor Lawrence, but Tebow was brought back, and Meyer did become the Jags coach. Two out of three ain't bad, as they say. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about my predictions. I laughed at Evan because he picked Washington when I picked Southern Cal. (laughs) So, really, we did not have a good predictions. Let's see if 2022 is going to be better. Uh, We picked out a handful of sports... um, and, of course, we're going to bring back the uh, craziest storyline at the end. But let's start things off Absolutely. with uh, men's college basketball. What are your thoughts? Uh, just, I just kind of randomly did Duke over Gonzaga. 
just because Gonzaga is pretty strong this year, and I would love, maybe I'd just love to see Coach K win a national championship in his final year coaching. So that's why I have Duke over Gonzaga. Very good. Um, I'm going to take Kentucky over Baylor. It hurts my heart to pick Kentucky, but uh, they uh, they beat Tennessee by 30 today. Uh, they scored like a oh, hundred something points. Good for them. Uh, I will say Kentucky beats Baylor in the national championship in New Orleans. Solid prediction. What about for women's basketball? I will say that South Carolina beats Louisville, and I also hope that I will be there to see it. I will uh, more on that as it develops. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say South Carolina wins all as well. Who they beat, I wasn't totally sure, so I just put Stanford. A good team to put in there. Uh, NBA predictions, uh, who makes the finals, who wins it? I have Warriors over Nets. I know it's not a super bold prediction, (laughs) but I'm liking this Warriors team. It feels like the Warriors team of the good old days, you know, minus Kevin Durant, of course. Mm -hmm. But I think they'll win it all. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the Suns uh, making it back. I have them beating the Nets. Uh, let's see. I, I like the Warriors as well. I think that uh, Warriors-Suns, should they meet in the playoffs, that'll be a good series. Absolutely. Moving on out of the college football playoff, who do you have? <sighs> let's see. Well, since this went so well last time, let's try this again. Um, <laughs> my four teams in no particular order, Alabama, Ohio State, Texas A&M, I had Oklahoma written down, but I want to change that one to, I don't even know who I want to change it to. Why not? Uh, Baylor. Wow. I like it. Bold move. Yeah, this thing goes super well for me last time, but we're trying it again. I'm going to say Bama, and this is in no particular order as well, but Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Well, we will see how that goes. And uh, the moment you've all been waiting for, craziest storyline. You know, I'm going to take it first just because I want to close on yours. But uh, I think we have the the USFL. It's it's the newest startup football league. I say that uh, they play three games or three weeks of games before the season is canceled due to an outbreak of mad cow disease. But the Panthers will sign the best QB from the league. They do have a history. They do. I can see that happening. And for me, I'm, I'm sticking with the Urban Meyer trend. This seems a little bit more outlandish, but wrong with it anyway. I'm going to say Urban Meyer pulls a, a little bit of a Ted Lasso <laughs> across the pond to coach football, soccer in England. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what team do you think he'd be the coach for? Any guesses? Um... For some reason, West Bromwich immediately popped into my mind, <laughs> but I have no idea why that's the case. That's just the first team I thought of. <laughs> oh, it's so random. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, exactly. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, hopefully that comes true. At least one of those. Of those ten, I'd love to see one of those happen. But uh, <laughs> We'll move on now to uh, shout-outs. Who do you got? I'm just going to shout out Stetson Bennett. Let's see, just because it's such an awesome story. You know, undersized, under-recruited, walk-on quarterback, starts for Georgia, wins a national championship. Shout out to him for the, the perseverance, 
he's had through it all and best of luck to him on the future yeah we were talking after the natty uh i will say that i think he's now on the uh, mount rushmore of walk-on players he joins luke may scotty pippen and another person that i do not know yet i didn't think this one out far enough maybe baker wait baker walked on mayfield i don't know huh wow i I think baker was a walk-on wow i didn't know that but uh yeah, I, I guess we can put him on that list as well. But um, see, my shout-out, uh, didn't really think this one out, but I'm going to go for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, players, Stephen Lawrence and uh, Seth Jarvis. After their win today on NASCAR Day at, uh, at the arena, they did a uh, speed lap around the ice to see who would win, and they dove for the finish line. So props to them for giving it all in the game and after the game. Shout-out to you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. That's going to do it for episode 50. Wow. Can't believe we made it this far. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. And, yeah, we'll see what happens next week in the world of sports and discuss accordingly. All right. uh, Be sure to follow us on Twitter at KickerAndWB. That's at Kicker, the word and WB. Yeah, that's going to do it for this episode, episode 50, still still in shock. But until next time, keep the laces out. And stay hydrated.